Hey everybody, welcome to Respawn Aim Fire. This is our special Game of the Year 2023 edition of Game of the Year. We've got our Pody Goaties, Potentials of the Year. We're going to determine which ones are the Games of the Year. We're here to do that today. But uh, first off, let me start. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. Our guest tonight is Alan, oh excuse me, I don't, uh, Chad Michael Ennis. Alan? Where the hell did Alan come from? I just watched Barbie movie the other day, Michael Sarah. Are you bit. saying I'm the Michael Sarah of all the Kens? Are you saying I'm not as hot as all the other Kens? Hey. We also have with us Alexander Cozina. Wake! Alan, wake! <laughs> this time, we want to do something a little different. A deep dive into who he is as an artist and as a man. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I fucking uh, adore Mr. Door. Anyways, we're here to talk about Pody Goaties. Here's the it's a time. Are you guys excited? Are we hyped? Are we oh, raise so the excited. roof? I'm, the roof okay. is raised. R A Z E D, which means burn it to the ground. When you say raise the roof, all I can think of is there was one episode. It was like the dub of the Pokemon anime, and Ash was like proudly exclaiming how he was gonna like beat some gym leader, or beat some Pokemon, or whatever. And he was like, "We're gonna raise the roof." And I'm like, "Man, you guys, those people that are responsible for dubbing the Pokemon anime." They must be running on fumes sometimes trying to dub all these episodes all at once because some of this writing's not that great. You know, like you we're just, eating our donuts. You just roof. got me to compare Ash Ketchum fighting Pokemon, beating Pokemon to flowers for Algernon. <laughs> Don't know how you got there. If the, uh, if the, if the, the, uh, what condition did he have? I don't know, he had some kind of he had some kind of mental condition where they just needed him to beat a mouse in a race, a yeah. maze race. And he's just like, I beat Algernon. And it's like, anyway, yeah. Now Ash Ketchum to me is uh, is mentally that, that guy from disabled there? patient who is beating Pikachu the mouse in a maze race. Oh, I like all those connections. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so first up, by the way, shout out, we're doing it right here. Shout out to Erica. Erica, as is tradition, got our bracket together. So it completely random. She decides the matchups, all that. Um, before Thank we you, get Erica. To, Erica's Thank you, Erica. Erica was on uh, an episode of Pitch Perfect, which was the Patreon exclusive we did in the summertime. Um, so we're going to start off like we did last year with a bracket of our barf games, backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. So these are the games that people voted on on Patreon and that we all played, and we're going to determine what was the best barf game that we played this year. Um, so I'm going to start us with the bracket. Chad doesn't have a graphic for this. It's fine. We'll just talk through it. I do. I First, do. And I've also the... already filled out. I've already filled it out because you sent me this ahead of time. The barf bracket. This one. I did yes. send you the barf one. I That's do not true. have the overall bracket filled mm -hmm. out, so we'll do that in real time later. Very cool. All right. Awesome. So, as we see up here for video watches in our top left, first matchup is New Super Mario Brothers U versus Wario Land 3. What do we think was the better barf game that we played this year? <sighs> also, I will say that... I love Barf, and we play a lot of cool games. But man, we play a lot of bad games on Barf, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we oh, did. <laughs> I, I, I will say, like, you know, for a very long period of time, I was just a fan of the show. I wasn't a regular co-host alongside you guys, which meant that when you guys would do these, you know, Barf monthly games, I could pick and choose. Oh, that's an interesting game to play. Oh, that game, that's icky. I don't want to bother with that one. This time around, this was the first full year that I was on the podcast, which means I had to play everything alongside you. And I know I know you guys will protest and say, well, technically, you could have just skipped over it. But I am 
a man of integrity. And so I made a point of playing all these shitty games. Um, between New, New Super Mario Bros. U and Wario Land. By the way, hold on. Is this Wario Land 5 or Wario Land 3? It's a 3. It's a, a trace. Three. Spanish for 3. See, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insight. Typically, when we do the podcast, I almost always have the Twitch stream of the podcast going because I want to boost your numbers ever so slightly. But I always have it set to 160p because like, I don't <laughs> want my computer to use up any of the... Any additional computation power running the stream. I understand. I uh, don't want my internet bandwidth to be throttled any more than it already is. And like basically a stream was of such a low quality that the three looked like a five. <laughs> yeah, um, I did, and there, I did choose five. the thin font and it is squished a yeah. little bit to fit the extra two. I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, right. it, it, you, you squint a little bit with, with it being at a reasonable resolution and it looks like a five. Um it's new Super Mario Bros. U. I didn't love that game, but I mean, it's probably the winner. Chad, you know, you it was weird. It like I, for some reason, maybe it's because I played Wonder this year. New Super Mario Bros. U has a bad taste in my mouth. But then, mm. like, I didn't even finish Wario Land Three, so at least I finished New Super Mario Bros. U. Um, but yeah, New Super Mario Bros. U. I think obviously wins this one for me. I finished it. I beat it. It was, you know, lackluster, not like overwhelming, blow my tits off, but like it was still a solid Mario game. It's yeah. too bad you never beat Wario Land 3. Just an amazing ending. Just a stupendous ending. Fine, no, that's it's terrible. Wario fights clown. a clown and kills yeah. him. It's dumb. Um, but yeah, at least there's that Van Gogh level. All right, so Super Mario Brother, new Super Mario Bros. U moves on. On the other side of the bracket, we have Doom Eternal... Versus Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Hmm. I wonder See, what Adam's going to pick. actually an interesting matchup. This I, is a good matchup. I, I know it's already decided for you, but... Uh, <laughs> hmm. No, this is a much better matchup than that last one we had. Um, again, <laughs> Snake Eater, I can appreciate it. It's a little bit goofy, but I, I, I cannot. It bogs down and just wants to talk at you for 15 hours straight about <laughs> what, is it to be a, what is it to be a soldier in the company of a, a country that you're just fucking, I don't give a shit. Doom Eternal is at least fun to run around and kill stuff, so Doom Eternal for me. I'm actually going to have to side with Metal Gear Solid 3 on this one. Um, you know, w when I went through and played this game again, I decided to go for the Platinum because it's the easiest of the Metal Gear games to get your Platinum in. Uh, I don't know how it compares to like Metal Gear Solid 1, which I know just recently got its Platinum in the recent re release for the first time. Uh, but yeah, uh, playing through that game again and like going after all the secrets and 100% completion definitely gave me a newfound respect for everything that game did. Doom Eternal, also a very solid game. Thought it was a little bit long in the tooth. Thought that game could have shaved off a couple of levels and been a stronger product overall. Still good, but I think Metal Gear Solid 3 advances for me. So I'm the swing vote. Doom Eternal. Again, super long, just like Cozy said, super long. By the end of it, I was exhausted, and I was like, I just want this to be over six hours ago. Metal Gear Solid 3. Some goofy controls. Got to shoot some snakes. <laughs> Got to crawl. I'm going to go with Doom Eternal on this one. I know that I think that might surprise some people, but yeah, I'm going to go with Doom Eternal. It's just like, despite the axe people and the final boss fight that took forever and just made me like want to just take a nap at the end of it. Uh, I, I, that was a that was a more fun experience for me. So I'm going to vote Doom Very Eternal. Very cool. 
moves on. Okay. So that okay. means next up, now we have a final eight. Yep, final eight games. Uh, we're gonna go to Moonlighter versus Venba. Oh uh, man, w wonder which one of these two is gonna advance to the next round. <laughs> Interesting, but I will say the fun thing about we did have a guest for both of these uh, podcasts. We had uh, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> God, I love Brian being on Barf is so funny. He was on the Moonlighter, I believe, right? And then we had uh, Luke Luke Lewis, not Luke Worm Luke Lewis. Luke. Luke Warm Lewis. Now we had Luke Lewis on with us talk about Venba. By the way, I don't know if I said this to you guys or whatever, but I was listening and he was talking about uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, on a podcast on his, or on an episode of his podcast. And he mentioned that he didn't know. So we made a joke about 19 inches of Venba because the 19 inches of Venom thing <laughs> happened like the same day, but he did hmm. not know the reference because he wasn't on Twitter looking at it. Uh. So when Chad said it, he was like, I don't know what Chad is talking about right now. <laughs> he didn't say it in our podcast because he's too uh, polite, but it was like he had no idea what 19 inch of Venom meant. Very funny stuff. Uh, between the two, though. <laughs> that's just like, for Venba specifically, too, that's just like such a weird phrase. 19 inches like, of what? Venba. 19 inches of Venba. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like Venba. I actually, Venba's a game I enjoy. I like the ideas of Moonlighter. I feel like it gets old and I did not want to finish it. But I yeah. think Venba, yeah. especially being so short, it, I was like, oh yeah, this is great. No problem. It, it, it was a Grecian tragedy that I went on a two-week vacation to Europe, and the only two games I had with me were my Switch with Moonlighter and my, like, ROM hack of Pokemon Emerald that basically stopped working halfway through because of a weird compatibility issue. Uh, no, it wasn't that. It was that I didn't have the right charger. Anyways, Moonlighter, I hate that game with all my hate. Then the moves on. <laughs> all my hate. Wow, Chad, yeah. do you agree? Um, I have recommended probably half a dozen people play Venba over the last six months, and I have told no one to play Moonlighter. And in fact, someone brought it up in a conversation on one of our podcasts maybe last week, mm. and like I almost threw up a little bit. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Venba for me here. What was it in like a context of them being like, oh man, you should play Moonlighter? No, no Chris was talking was... about Dave the Diver, and he's yeah, like, you yeah, have yeah. two different game modes, one like kind of like Moonlighter, except for Dave okay. the Diver is better than Moonlighter. Um, got it, got it. All right, next up, another classic Brian episode. We have Minute versus Final Fantasy: Stranger of Paradise. I will say, I believe this episode of Minute is when he gave us the PP Mountain Dew. Um, I, <laughs> he's, he's had multiple Mountain Dew flavors. He has on our on our. Uh, these are both games that disappointed me, but aren't bad mm -hmm. necessarily. I was very disappointed in Minute. I was like, man, this game. I don't. I don't want to play this game. Stranger of Paradise. Like, I was all into that lore. I played it on easy and blasted my way through it, and then I was just like, let me learn more about this shit. And it like inspired a whole Final Fantasy. I want to go back and play the first one now. Pixel Remaster. Like, so yeah, I think that one wins it for me. Mm. What about you, Kelsey? Where you? What's your winner? You know what? Again, don't love either of these games. Stranger Paradise did have that one Frank Sinatra song, so let's go with that one. <laughs> it did. I will say, yeah, I'm also going to go with, even though Minute is so is such a short game, I did not finish it because I I didn't I don't like ticking down clocks. Even though Stranger Paradise is not good, I would say it's over. I think the gear system is one of the worst gear systems I've ever played in a game. Oh, 100%. But the back 
the story for the back half of the game, as much as I don't care about Final Fantasy, it is pretty cool. It is pretty hyped to be like, actually, this is one, and this is like the story of how one, the bad guy in one gets started. Like, my name's Jack Garland. Like, I don't fucking know who you are, but I guess this is cool. So, yeah, Final <laughs> Fantasy for sure, without a doubt. Uh, next up, we're going to do <sighs> New Super Mario Bros. U versus Axiom Verge. Which one of these? Oh, it's been so long since we played Axiom Verge. This was another one we had Brian on, I think. Another Brian, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Any Mountain Dew on this one? I don't remember. This might have been the one where he missed a Mountain Dew. There was one with a Mountain Dew, one without a Mountain Dew, one with a Mountain Dew. So mm, I don't know. Okay, exactly. okay. Hmm. I'm just well, going to... Well, s- <sighs> I don't know, Cozy, what well, you think? Well, what's funny about both these games is I feel like both of them are despite being made under very different circumstances and having very different aesthetics i feel like both of them uh, suffer from the same problem that problem being they're a little bit overly slavish to like the games that kind of inspired them to the games that came before them um here's the thing about axiom verge i don't care much at all about axiom verge one axiom verge two still a game that i have a lot of respect for despite there being some issues with that game so you know what? I feel like I've gotta I gotta tip the hat to Axiom Verge one for that reason. I'll go with that one. All right, what do you think of Chad? Oh man. Um Well, Super Mario New Super Mario Bros. U did not kill my libido for the Mario franchise. But after playing Axiom Verge, I did not have any interest in playing Axiom Verge 2 and have not thought about it since. So hmm. because of that, since I'm horny for Mario and not as horny <clears throat> for a robot scientist person, uh, I'm going to go New Super Mario Bros. U, I think, on this one. All right. I've got a card from Kane's. It's got tricky trivia on it. One side is a, is a puppy running. The other okay. side is a puppy running directly at you. I'm going to oh. flip that because I don't really give a shit about either one of these games. Okay. Puppy running at you is Axiom Verge. Puppy running to the side is New Super Mario Bros. U. Okay. 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 And it is puppy running to the side. I already forgot what I said puppy running to the side was. I don't remember either. I think Super <laughs> I Mario Bros. U. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think okay. it's Mario. Mario. Okay. Yeah. So we'll perf, go Mario. Perf, 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 perf. Man, that one Van Gogh level is really carrying this game across the finish line. <laughs> Believe me, I don't I don't think it's gonna go much farther. All right. And our next matchup on the other side is Doom Eternal versus uh No Pope Little Hope. You know how, how hard it was for with... me to not write No Pope on this? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I was like, I don't have enough space. <laughs> Little Hope was a lot of fun with you guys, but it's Doom Doom Eternal. Oh, for real? Mm. Interesting, interesting. I, I will actually say, did. I I enjoyed Little Hope, the experience of playing it all together. Like mm-hmm. I think all of I, those games should be played. That and I and I don't think that it stayed overstayed its welcome at all. And I felt like it was paced well for all three of us. So I'm gonna go. Little I Hope. again, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience of playing through it. After after that session, I did not at all feel compelled to go back and play through it on my own time. I was like, what made this fun was doing it alongside you guys goofing on like the weird acting and glitches and the mature student and all that stuff. Yeah. I'll say that little hope is probably the best of these episodes just cause we got to make fun of it. Um, so I love that episode. I want to circle that, but I think Doom Eternal is a better game. Um, so I think I'll just go with that for this, but I will circle little hope is probably the most fun episode. Just the way we played it and what actually happens in that game. I forgot a mature, mature student. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, all right. So then we're moving on. 
New Super Mario Brothers U versus Venba. I think Venba wins this one hands down. Yeah, yeah, I'm in agreement. Venba that's a, wins. That's a three-way, a three-way for the 19 inches. Uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> again, Everyone I guess gets Mario, 6.333 inches of Venba. We all get a little bit. No, yeah, Mario got lucky just because it went up against a bunch of games that we don't love. Like, I think Venba's actually like a good game, so that should win de facto. Uh, and the next up is Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise versus um, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Yeah, yeah, Chad, I think Doom Eternal is a better right. game. Yeah, Doom Eternal for sure. I yeah, I think Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise is wild, uh, but I mean Doom Eternal is a better game for sure. And then we have Venba versus Doom Eternal. Damn, so that's our that's our final two. Venba versus final. Doom Eternal. Yeah. I that's think, a wild final. This is almost I, like I, I think uh, Venba on the wins day when this, they come honestly. out. Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing, how they kind of yeah, yeah. kind of similar this is vibes. Like that. You're going Venba, right, Cozy? You said? You yep. just preferred that game overall? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't I would say it's welcome, that's for sure. Very short. Chad, what are you thinking? You know. I'm conflicted because oh. I was tired of Doom Eternal, but I was also tired of playing Venba so much so that I didn't spend the extra like 30 minutes to get the platinum trophy on it. But again, I have recommended it to a lot of people since. Uh, what are you what are you leaning towards, Adam? And maybe that might just I was make gonna flip this dog me. card again. Uh <laughs> No, because the thing is, you're like, gonna I let do, this I, come down to a dog card. No, I thoroughly. So I'll just. I do thoroughly enjoy Venba. Like I didn't go back to 100 percent it, but I was like, I like how quick it is. I love the story. I love looking into another culture. That stuff is cool. A Doom Eternal, like as part of gameplay, you know, length aside, like gameplay is super, super dope and fun. Um, so I guess it's just like, what was easier to do for Barf? I, it, Venba, 100. percent I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Venba because. Yeah, when I think about that game, I think of learning all about that culture uh, of, you know, mom and her relationship to the son and all of that kind of stuff. When I think of Doom Eternal, I want to take a nap. Yeah. And so okay. I'm well, say it Venba. has to be Venba then. Shout out to Venba for winning our best barf Woo! game of the year. Shout out to Bef Lukewarm Lewis for being there. Awesome. Good stuff. Before we move on from this bracket, uh, I do want to know, we didn't include on this bracket the games that we voted on for our like individual final two months on the podcast. Mm, yeah. How would each of these individual games like rank up against Venba? Because I had Cocoon voted for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, Venba, but Cocoon beats your ass. Ooh, so the way that we did it, just for those who don't know, is that for the last two months of the, of the year, we have people vote on games we need to play for game of the year. So I say de facto, normally those are probably game of the year caliber games when the barf games may not have been. So I think that those mm -hmm. would win automatically. Like mine was Alan Wake 2. So I think Alan Wake 2 is better than Venba. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think that's like de facto. That mine was, I had two of them. It was a tie. Alan Wake 2 and what was my second one? Oh, it was something that wasn't super long. I can't remember um, now. Mine was, I did see his stars as well. Just for fun. But Whoa. I can't remember what it was. Patreon is taking so long to load. Did I, did I even do mine? Did I do both of mine? I think I did. I think you did. I think it was short. Oh, um, Hi-Fi Rush. That's what it was. Hi-Fi, well, that's what it was. Yeah, I would have chosen Venmo over Hi-Fi. 
Well, you're wrong, but that's but fine. Alan but Wake you definitely, definitely would have beats Venba. Alan Wake over Venba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But very cool. All right. Um, so next up, we're gonna move on to the to the main event, everyone. We're here. <laughs> Get used to it. Um <laughs> we're gonna move <laughs> on to our Pody Goaties. This is the final bracket to determine what Respawn Aim Fire's best game of the year is. By the way, these other hosts don't know there's a little twist. Whenever we get into it, you guys will know. So what we've done, last episode, we had a panel of guests on to help us determine what the top 10 games... Well, we went, we had 21 games total. We determined what the top 10 of the year are. And then either based on the arguments or based on how we feel about the games, we will go through another bracket uh, of 10 games and determine what our best game of the year is. Two games got a uh, buy to the finals. That was Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2, so you will not see them until the very end. Um, do but I have we them have on the right games. sides, or do I need to swap them? Um, we don't know yet. Actually, just keep them there. Okay. Ooh, We might have switched them later, but that's fine, because sure. I don't even know where the, the final matchup is. Oh. Eric will put that on a second sheet, so he's like, once you guys go through these brackets, bracket A okay. goes to this okay. person, bracket B goes to this person. So we'll find out when we get there. We don't um, even know yet. Robbie Bobby Miller says in the chat, is, is Minecraft Legends going to be on this somewhere? Maybe if we get to our personal <laughs> top 10 list, oh. maybe it's there. We'll figure it out. Um, but all right. So go ahead and start with the bracket on the top left side. So yeah, Chad, this will be for the left side of the bracket. All right. First matchup, Tears of the Kingdom versus Sea of Stars. I know I'm going to be outvoted here. This is an interesting matchup. Again, this is this is why I wanted Erica to do it. Because I, if yeah. I would have done it, I would have said um, Final Fantasy 16 versus Sea of Stars in the first round, just to fuck with Chad. But I don't know if I'm going to be outvoted here. I we I think from listening to the last three months of podcasts, we all know Sea of Stars is like one of my favorite games of all time now. And Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, while I really, really liked it, you know, I kind of just mainlined the story and said fuck the rest of the game because I didn't like the UI. But... Alex had some some beef with Tears of the Kingdom, so this might not go the way I don't I don't know I don't know. My yeah, vote here well, so, is Sea of Stars, so now it's down to you two. And, and so you would say Sea of Stars because you think it, it is one of your favorite games of the year, and you thought Zelda was fine. Basically, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, and and I mean, think about it too. It took of 21 games that we could have possibly nominated. It took until like the very, very, very end of the list. One, because Cump Jump was on there. And two, because <laughs> two because Alex was nominating like free-to-play April Fool's games. Um, but Fantastic <laughs> free-to-play April Fool's games. Wait till you get to my top 10 list. Yeah, we almost Great. didn't even have Tears of the Kingdom on that list of 21 potential games. I would say if we did not include it, we would look like idiots for just like completely pretending that game doesn't exist. Right. But Alex, how do you feel between these two games? Because you played both. Hmm. Interesting. He's buzzing with his lips, everybody. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, my, my grievances with both these games, I feel, are well noted at this point. Um... At the end of the day, though, I did see Sea of Stars to completion and Platinum Bits, so I actually am going to have to tip my hat to Sea of Stars for Ooh, this round. That's a first round upset, everybody. Frick, sea of yeah, Stars. Get out of here, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Eat From, my butt. What's the, what's the studio's name? Now that they're your favorite um, people of all time? Sabotage. Sabotage Studios taking down Tears of the Kingdom in the very first matchup. I don't even say anything. I'm not going to upset anybody on the internet or back them up. I'm not saying shit. Because I get outvoted and it doesn't matter. Would I have voted the same? 
probably, but we don't know. We'll see when they get there. Uh, but all right, well, I guess we go. didn't so, even play Tears of the Kingdom. But the whole point no, of I our last Podigody episode yeah. was to be informed based on others' opinions. Yes, and I get all the arguments, but I would have been outvoted anyways, guys. Sorry, nothing I can do. Uh, so CF Stars moves on for the other game on that side of the bracket. This will be an interesting conversation. Street mm. Fighter Six versus Armored Core Six. Two games that none of us played, but we all realize are very, very good games and got talked onto the top 10 list. So basically, we're going to have to take the arguments and what we've heard throughout the industry and, you know, online about what wins between these two. I love this matchup because it's a two fantastic games that none of us touched. <laughs> so also, by the way, a little note from Erica. So when I sent her the, um, I just sent the initials. So I sent AC6. Mm-hmm. She said, help, what even are these two? Six games, what is this? Assassin's <laughs> Creed? Very funny, but no, they Street Fighter Six, uh, Armored Core Six is this next matchup. So, uh, what are you guys thinking? Because both the arguments were very good. That's why I was like, these both need to be on that list because I thought both the arguments. And again, I know people like these games. Obviously, they reviewed very well. They've done very well. Um, does anyone want to start with how they think they might vote on this one? Because I can go if you guys want me to. Yeah, yeah. You didn't really speak it. about the last one, so start us off on this. Yeah, one. that's fine. So the thing is that, like, man, this is interesting. There is no way I'm ever going to play Street Fighter Six. Just not a fighting game person besides NetherRealm, really. Like, I do like Mortal Kombat and Justice. And not Smash Brothers or whatever. Never been a Street Fighter person. But the way everyone has talked about that game, the way when you look at the game, I'm like, no, this clearly is one of the best fighting games ever made. Everyone who's talked everyone who's talked about it has convinced me, like, yes, this is good. Like, will Adam play it? Probably not. I've been very convinced of that. I think that's why I pushed for for Alec, who's the one who nominated, like, please nominate this game and give me an argument because I want this to be on the on the bracket. Then we go to Armored Core 6. Again, as the Elden Lord, all about from <laughs> software, the movement in that game and how cool it is. And it's just like, hey, cool, fun, fast mech fighting. And from software makes amazing games. Again, I haven't played it yet, so I want to get to it. But again, like, yeah, I know from software is great. They're awesome. Um, I don't really know yet. But I think I'm leaning Street Fighter. That's just me, though. So I'm not voting yet, but that's where I'm going between say, what I've seen and what I what I know of these games. I will say Street Fighter 6 has been on my timeline more than Armor Core 6 because uh, an anime that I got into over the past year was Spy Family, uh, written out as Spy X Family, in case you're confused what which one it is. And they actually recently announced that they would be doing a collab with Street Fighter VI, uh, putting your Forger, one of the members of the Spy family, uh, in the game. They did like a little short where she fought Chun-Li. It was pretty cool. And as we um, all know, Chun-Li was the most searched uh, video game character on Pornhub this year, specifically Chun-Li in Fortnite. Yeah, which which is weird, and I feel almost an argument <laughs> against Street Fighter Six that they didn't even want to use her model in this one. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna actually throw my hat in the ring for Street Fighter Six on this one. I'm we we did this episode last week ish, whenever the hell that was, specifically to get people who have played other games to make cases for those games. And I don't remember who made the case for Armored Core 6, but I do remember that whoever it was also, like, was willing to put it on the chopping block. It was Chris Waterman. Chris, yeah. Because his last two, the last two games we were trying to get in were Resident Evil 4 and Armored Core 6, both games that he nominated, and yeah. he was, like, going back and forth between them. Whereas I feel like every, like, Street Fighter 6 was always in consideration 
for top 10. So with that knowledge, I'm going to say Street Fighter 6. Well, look at that. Shout out to Alec for giving us a great pitch. Um, Street Fighter 6 moves on. Again, I don't need to vote. No one get mad at me. If anything that your game didn't win, I didn't vote. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had nothing to do with me. Very good. So Street Fighter 6 moves on into the second round. Next up, on the right side of the bracket, as Chad's finishing that up, uh, oh boy, this will be an interesting one. The first one on the top, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2, do it correctly, Chad, versus Lies of P. Ooh. Mm. Interesting matchup. I know some of the people here really like one or more of those games, or the other person <laughs> likes the other one, perhaps. Genuinely really love both these games, but the answer is Lies of P for me. Wow. Ooh, explain, because maybe you'll have to convince somebody to vote one way or the other, Alex. Uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, did a great job of following up on Spider-Man 1 and delivering a game that featured uh, an even more robust story the first time around. I think it features some of the best writing that Insomniac uh, has ever implemented in any of their games. Uh, however, I think that Lies of P's writing, uh, while more overt than like your average uh, Soulsborne game, I think benefited from ultimately being a little bit more kind of like on the uh, ephemeral and subtle side compared to the likes of Spider-Man 2. Uh, I also think that its gameplay just offered a lot more depth, a lot more room for kind of customizability. Spider-Man 2's gameplay is a tremendous amount of fun but it is basically like the kind of like dumb fun superhero experience abstracted into uh playable format and uh overall also gotta do have to shout out just how like diverse and unusual and funky so many of the uh environs and lives of p were uh spider-man 2 uh some pretty cool um set pieces in that game as well but a lot of what you are experiencing in that game is you know, familiar sites, uh, areas from the original Spider-Man. Uh, and so, yeah, I got to tip my hat to Liza P for those reasons. Adam, I got to, I got to hear your arguments here and what you're, you can't get out of not voting for most of these. <laughs> oh, Chad, I have a feeling I'm going to have to vote for this one. So I want to hear your argument. Cause I know I have a feeling where you're going to go. I don't know. I, I honestly am torn between the two mm. right now. Interesting. interesting. Like Spider-Man two. I had a fantastic time with. I loved my whole experience with it. I platinumed it in like 36 hours. Mm -hmm. Lies of P is like always on my mind as something that I should be doing. And like one of my biggest regrets of not being able to finish this year as well. And I just, and I'm always thinking about Lies of P, but I'm not, I'm never thinking about Spider-Man 2 anymore. Mm -hmm. But also it's because I completed it. And like That's I did everything true. I needed. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm torn between the two. Here's the thing. I don't want to play a politics game. Uh-oh. But I will say, you know, there was an upset in round one with one of Chad's favorite games. There is a game here as well that could also do the same for another member of the cast. And again, I do love Spider-Man. Like I Platinum Spider-Man 2 had a great time. But I feel the same with you. It's like, I didn't finish Lies of P, but like, man, I really want to finish Lies of P, right? And as much as I love Spider-Man 2, again, it feels great. The locomotion, all that is wonderful. I really like Miles. Uh... Peter has a weird face. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but like Liza P, they literally, they really did. They're like, hey, how about we make Bloodborne? And they fucking, they really did it. Um, so I, on a political side, cozy cover yours. 
I have no problem giving this to Cozy so he like gets a win, especially because I'm such yeah. on that line. It's like I don't really care one way or the other. Stop listening, Alex. Um, what do you want to do, Chad? Because again, I'm I'm really fine going both ways. I'm kind of leaning towards giving Cozy a win here because I I really do like Liza P. But it's well, you, also you say you say giving me a win here, and again, I, you I'm weren't just supposed to hear that. that. You're I, didn't, I, to hear I, that. I, I didn't actually hear that. I'm just okay. inferring what may or may not have been said. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the votes so far have been i'm pretty sure even in like the podi go to racket i mean there was there was a metal gear solid 3-1 other than that i feel like i've always been with the majority oh you want to say spider-man 2 just as fight goes i mean i'm with you i'm so i'm so right there i think both of these are amazing games and either one could go forward he has a vote i don't have a vote what are you thinking that we've talked it out it hurts my heart to jeff spider-man 2 and by jeff i mean like recognize it's good but you're not going to get anything from me but I think I have to Jeff Spider-Man 2 and say, wow, lies of P. Chad, Jeff, Spider-Man. I'm shocked that you did that. I yeah. didn't even vote. And that's crazy. But there's some. <laughs> we don't see. I'm not a bad guy. Uh, but yeah, I guess that the, the votes take it. Lies of P moves on over Spider-Man 2. Again, all these games are amazing. It took us forever to get them down to the 10. But lies of P gets to move on. Little Pinocchio. And then, then for those who are doing the math in their head, that means the final matchup. Is Final Fantasy 16 versus Diablo 4. It's our final one. Hmm. I wonder what we're going to do here. <sighs> Does anyone want to start? Chad, I want you to start with... The, again, I don't know which way you're voting, so I don't want to outspeak, you know, out of turn. But I want you to give me the pitch on Final Fantasy 16. We know I don't really care about Final Fantasy. It is what it is. Obviously, I understand that the game is very good. Can you give me a pitch of why this game is here in this bracket? Because we didn't talk about it too much. It just kind of went on the list, and we didn't really talk a lot about it. I Final Fantasy 16 just has so much to it. There's there's these role models of how to be a great leader and how to be a great manager. There is story in there of, you know of intrigue and deception and, and twists and turns, there are badass freaking <clears throat> battles where you're watching kaiju fight each other, basically, and controlling them sometimes. And there's excellent, like, very well-tuned combat in there when you're not playing as one of these giant kaiju-type creatures. Uh, and it's all in a... It, it it unfolds in a way that keeps you completely into it and, and has incredible music and all that kind of shit. Diablo 4, for me, it was a fun time. The story took longer than I wanted it to. It was good in multiplayer. And I hate using this as a, as a, as a method of figuring out what is better, but like I haven't thought about Diablo 4 since I stopped playing it back in June. And I've had no desire to go back and play it again. Whereas Final Fantasy 16, every time I think about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a fucking great game, wasn't it? If you ignore the last Final Fantasy difficulty playthrough that I did it on, that was a very bad experience. But the the, the game itself proper was like, God, what a fucking great game. Anyway, that's so I'm leaning towards 16 versus 4. Cozy, do you have any uh, thoughts? Am I not going to vote in this entire first round? Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, you guys know that I have a lot of appreciation for Diablo 4, have not played Final Fantasy 16. Weirdly enough, though, I am honestly 
Adam, you vote where your heart lies, and I'll be the tiebreaker. I mean, here's the thing. What is crazy about when we made this bracket was that I threw, I wanted to throw out games that I liked, that I wanted to get recognition that I didn't necessarily think where I would vote for. Um, Because, like, you know, we might get to, we might not. In my personal top 10, let me get, Diablo 4 didn't make the cut. I was cutting down. I had, like, 14, 15, and it was right on that line, but Diablo 4 for me didn't make the cut. Um, but again, I like it more than Final Fantasy. I will say out of the two demos that I played this year between Final Fantasy 16 and Diablo 4, I bought one of those games early and I did never touch the other one. So there's that, obviously. But I... Man, it is hard for me as much as I... Fuck, I did actually like... I'm going to have to say Diablo 4. Even though I I see why Final Fantasy 16 should move on. So I'm not going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe it if it did. I get it. I get the understanding. I just didn't connect with me. So I can't go against my own nomination just for the fact that I didn't stick with Diablo for more than a month. Because like I said in the argument, that first month I was all in. And I was super into it. I'm just not a Final Fantasy guy. So I really, even though I honestly, Adam thinks Final Fantasy 16 should probably win. I'm just going to go with Diablo 4 because I got to stick to my guns. Even though I'm not going to get mad if it goes the other way. Because I would probably vote the other way if it was in a different boat. All right. Break the tie, Alex. Drama, drama, drama. Be a drama. swinger. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be Diablo 4. Bitches and hoes. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. Can I change my vote? I'm okay with that. If you want it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't I don't want to go against it, but I, was really, I really just thought you were going to Final Fantasy 16. You know what? No, Chad got Sea of Stars over Tears of the Kingdom. It's Diablo 4. Let's go. <laughs> Diablo right. 4. Sure. I totally forgot you have not played Final Fantasy 16, Cozy. I'll definitely, uh, I will definitely get to it at some point, for sure. All right, so that would mean our next matchup is Sea of Stars versus Street Fighter VI. Ooh, well, I think we know where I am on this. <sighs> What's funny is that like none of us are fighting game people too. What is Cozy thinking? I just look at his face and like, what's that man thinking over there? <laughs> Do I want to go with that one RPG that I completed and had a lot of fun with, but don't entirely love for reasons? Or do I want to go with an acclaimed Garl fighting a game to sink this thing? <laughs> if Garl was in this situation, do you think that he would have your back? Oh my god. Garl's fantastic uh, and I won't hear any more of it. Oh man. Uh, we can't have that talk. I don't love Garl yeah. either, by the way. That's up. Adam, do you have any do you have any insight into where to go on this one? Uh man, that is the thing. That argument for Street Fighter Six was so strong, but it is the thing. Like I did not play it though, right? As much as I respect it, I don't know. Here's the thing: I did not like Sea of Stars that much. Point mm. I put seven hours into it, and I was like, "It gets good at ten. Fucking eat my ass with it. Gets good at 10. <laughs> um I Garo. I think I think Garo is interesting because he's the only character who actually has. He's only the one who's actually a character because the main characters are fucking wet bags that are nothing. But even as much as I did not like Sea of Stars and didn't finish it, holy shit, is it beautiful, and holy shit, do I love the combat, especially in boss battles. I cannot deny that. Super fun, breaking the locks, looks gorgeous, all that stuff. So story aside, which maybe it gets better at the end, 
Because for me, it was like, this story, I, I can't get through this. This is boring. But everything else was wonderful. So if the story gets better, I can maybe forgive that. And again, Street Fighter, wonderful, great. I'm not going to sit there and play a, street, uh, a fighting game for 60 hours. That's not story mode. So, in, in good faith, uh, I can't vote for a game and then play it all. So I think I'll have to agree with Sea of Stars advancing. Ah, well, man, I didn't get a vote again. It's crazy. I just, not, not negative, not positive. It's just it is what it is. All right. I will, Chad, I get... will also cede that, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was not into Garl for probably half the game. Half the game was like, shut up, Garl. Shut up. Okay, you're goofy, <laughs> whatever. And then the last half of the game, I'm like, I will die for this kid. Okay. Yeah, I tried Street Fighter Six fans. I tried my best, but you know, it just didn't. It didn't go your guys' way. I'm sorry. See if Stars moves on into the semi. No, not the semifinal quarterfinals. All right. Next up on the other side, we have Lies of P. Now, yeah, Chad, we don't know if that's going to be its matchup yet, so just leave it blank. Right. Well, well, yeah, I, yeah. I put it in here as like a Podigody, and then we can swap Alan Wake and yeah, yeah, if we, we, get, we can move these around. Okay. So next matchup, Lies of P versus Diablo Four for a chance. No, to get into the, the quarterfinals, or the semifinals, excuse me. Liza P, Diablo 4. Hmm. <laughs> it's tough. Ugh. It's tough, but for me personally, Liza P just edges out Diablo 4. That's what they call edging. If it seems like I'm coming to these <laughs> answers a little bit quickly, by the way, it may or may not be because... Some of the decisions that we've had to make so far are literally the exact decisions that I made coming up with my own top 10 list. And so I know immediately, oh, yeah, that one's better than that one. You've had these conversations internally already. I exactly. Um, Chad, what are you thinking between these two? Because you've I'm actually thinking, played both of these games. So, yeah, we've talked yeah, about them already. Well, so have you. So you've played a little bit of Liza yeah. P, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably about um, close no, to I, I think you need to be accountable for some of this decision, so I'm not going to let you do this again. <laughs> but if I, here's my problem is if I, if I'm goofy and like force you to do the final vote, even though it's not how I feel, I feel bad. A la what just happened with Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16. Um, but between the two, again, I like giving Diablo 4 all its flowers. Liza P is super cool, but I didn't finish it. <sighs> I just think Liza P is a better... I think it's overall, it's a better game. I think it's a better experience, top to bottom, even though I didn't finish it. It, it wants me to come back, and Diablo 4, I do not want to come back to. And Maybe when there's expansion and all that, again, it was an awesome game, but out of the two that I would... If I would had to go play one right now, it would be Liza P. I've enjoyed every second that I played of Liza P, and I enjoyed most of the seconds that I played of Diablo 4. And for that, I'm going to go Liza P as well. All right, clean, sweet. No one can get mad at me about anything. All right. <laughs> so next up, uh, this is the first time I'm clicking on this, so I have no idea how this is going to go out. So by the way, uh, Sea of Stars, this is according to Erica, and thank you, Erica, is part of uh, Group A, Sea of Stars 1 okay. Group A. And then that means Lies of P 1 Group B. So for the final matchup, Baldur's Gate 3 goes against Group A winner. So that would okay. be Seas of Stars. And then, of course, that means Alan Wake 2 versus Lies of P in the other matchup. So it's like a, like an X motion, basically, on the graph. Yeah, well, Chad's changing it here for us right now. Yep. So our final four, Sea of Stars versus Baldur's Gate 3, Lies of P versus Alan Wake 2. It's our first time being able to speak about two of these games because they had buys into the semifinals. Um, I guess we can start with... Let's start with the left side. Sea of Stars versus Baldur Gate 3. 
Um, so I have a real, real dumb anecdote that I want to share with you guys. <laughs> Go, Go for on. it, bud. Okay, so thing about Baldur's Gate 3 is ever since that game was first unveiled, I'd always been kind of deterred from wanting to play it for two reasons. Number one, historically, I'm not like the hugest fan of like medieval high fantasy settings. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I've dabbled with it here and there, but I can't say that I'm like a super huge fan of that overall setting aesthetic. Number two is like my impression of Baldur's Gate, like the franchise as a whole, and three is that it is just one of those games that it is very like kind of technically oriented. It's about, you know, playing the numbers game and really kind of like constantly kind of getting in the nitty gritty there. And recently over Christmas break, Larian released a like two minute long animated Baldur's Gate three short that showed the characters, I think finding and killing Santa Claus. Did either of you see this by any chance? No. Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and watching that video, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I think I've gotten this completely wrong. In my mind's eye, I'm like, oh, this is just one of those really, like, again, kind of gruelly, like, very, like, technical RPGs, and I'm realizing right now, now, like, oh, wait a minute, no, this is, like, not, I'm not saying this is exactly what it's like, but it is akin to a mass effect where if you want to go in there and you just want to like hang out romance and like become buds with your companions, you can do that. Not to say that like, obviously there aren't kind of layers of complexity that you'll still need to accumulate and rock over time. But like that stupid Christmas animated short where they seemingly <laughs> kill Santa Claus actually taught me more about what Baldur's Gate three is in essence. And that actually got me more excited than anything else to actually give that game a shot in 2024. And so, you know what? For being a game that I actually really want to check out now, I'm going to vote for it over Sea of Stars. Ooh, nothing to do with that. Garl. Nothing to do with Garl in this case. <laughs> Just Not pure hate anticipation. Very cool. Chad, do you want to say your last piece about... Well, well here's the thing. I didn't even we have didn't... to vote on this one, so... No, no, no. I know. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I guess we'll maybe we'll get there in the next round. You had said to me at a certain point, like, yes, I haven't played Baldur's Gate, but like you understood and was like willing to listen to the to the whole thing, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So do you want to say your last piece? Because like, obviously I'm going to go Baldur's Gate 3. Do you want to say your last piece about Sea of Stars? And then I'm glad that your mind is open and willing to listen to the Baldur's Gate 3 love. I mean, it's I mean, weird that Santa is the thing that made it go over for Cozy, <laughs> but I, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, yes, Baldur's Gate 3. I, I played and really loved... Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. I loved, you know, the more action Dark Alliance series. I loved playing, I played Neverwinter Nights on PC too, a long time ago. And like, I'm excited for Baldur's Gate 3 and I want to play Baldur's Gate 3. And it's just about finding the right moment in my life to start Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, so I've, I have nothing against it. I'm sure it's really as just as fantastic as everyone else says. So I, I have no problem with having it beat Sea of Stars. Despite right, Sea cool. of Stars being a lovely, lovely, tiny little baby in my life. A little baby. <laughs> yep. Interesting. Little cherub, right. as we've learned. Oh, God. Let's talk about the cherubs yep. again. All right. Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3 moves on to the final round. Sea of Stars, we loved you. Next up, Lies of P 
versus Alan Wake 2. I think that Alan Wake 2 should take the knee before Lies of P. <laughs> what a funny way to say that. We know this is Alex's favorite game, obviously. Alex, why do you like Lies of P so much over Alan Wake 2? Lies of P's gameplay just came together in a much more satisfying fashion. I thought Alan Wake 2's gameplay just had many moments of frustration. It never totally kind of gelled with me, and I just ultimately uh, loaded it down to story level and kind of just scooted through the rest of the game on that level. Lies of P, really challenging, but always consistently fair. And uh, ultimately, it motivated me to, quote unquote, get good uh, and really kind of like level up my skills as a gamer and see that game all the way through to the end on its, uh, you know, uh, preset intended difficulty level. And so got to give it its followers for that. Very cool. Chad, are you leaning one way or the other? I wasn't until Cozy said that. <laughs> Here's what I'll say then. I mean, uh, this is for me, it's Alan Wake 2 for sure, right? Like, I play both these games. I was in love with one enough to beat it. Yes, I don't think Alan Wake 2 combat is the greatest thing of all time. I don't think that's what it's built on. I think literally everything else in the, and I don't think the combat sucks. Literally everything else in that game is magical. I love the characters. I love this convoluted, crazy-ass story playing two protagonists just the writer's room just that idea of like let me type up and then reality changes in a snap of of an instance it's just like the fucking most crazy thing it's gorgeous fucking they have a bro fucking we sing like i don't think there's a better level in games this year than that fucking goofy ass shit i fucking love it to death i just alan wake as a, as a whole as an entire experience i just like it more i don't like horror shit and i was like oh i'm all in for alan wake too let's go so i I don't know what to tell you, man. I just think it's... I like it more. Mm -hmm. I am... gonna vote Lies of P. Because... I do think that Alan Wake 2 did some really original and creative things that we've never seen in video games before. But to, to Alex's point, like... There were many parts of that game that I did not have fun playing. There were many parts of that game where I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, in addition to not knowing what to do. And I had and 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 at the end of the game, I think that this is what kind of ties it up for me. Like I I mainline put that thing right into my veins, start to finish. But then at the end of the game, I didn't say, man, I want to replay this game. Or even when they did New Game Plus and there were some slightly different endings and things that happened, like I did not want to replay the game to find that out. I wanted to replay Control. I wanted to look up explanation of the story to see how that fit into the universe of Control that I loved. Whereas Lies of P, again, yeah, I just fucking love everything about that, that combat, that world, those characters so far. I think I like the Remedyverse more than I like Alan Wake 2. And for that, I think I'm going to go with Lies of P. All right. Very cool. So Lies of P moves on. Honestly, I thought Alan Wake 2 was going to run away with Game of the Year, and I was going to be totally fine with that. I mean, it probably should, but that's, that's fine. You just wild. have bad opinions. It's all right. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. No, you're all good. I mean, honestly, I would say that this Final Four is very, very good. Um, Very nice. All right. 
So that leaves us into our final matchup. For all the, not all the enchiladas, that's a weird one. Um, I mean, I guess they can get all the enchiladas they want. Baldur's Gate 3 versus Lies of P for Game of the Year. Ooh, the devil you know versus the devil that you don't know. There is a devil in Baldur's Gate 3, by the way. A couple of them. Ooh. There's a Geppetto in Lies of P. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically a devil. That um, one devil was, they, they were trying to like hide from Santa Claus, but because they're on fire, they were like melting through the snow that they were using to hide from Santa Claus in the animated short. Yeah, it's very good. That's I mean, as much as I know about them. Well, that was Cartlack. Yeah, she's great. Uh, so, yeah, for me, it's Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, we've, I've talked to all about it. Yeah, it's Mass Effect. It's the most ambitious game ever made. It's You can do whatever you want, and the game's like... The game was like, how about we adapt to you? Like, just try a thing, and if win or fail, the game will keep going, and you will get a unique story from it. Um, like, I, I mean, I've talked about it enough. I feel like you can listen to the last episode or whatever. I've given my arguments about it and it's just wonderful and I, I i find it hard pressed to find another game that tries and succeeds at more than Baldur's gate 3 does just like in the last 10 years period like it's it's not even close uh so for me it's it's without a doubt i don't have to think second about it Baldur's gate 3 for sure the thing about this is like i could end up playing Baldur's gate 3 in 2024 come out absolutely loving it being like man this game is amazing but i'm never going to look on it as my favorite game of 2023 that that's always going to be lies of P because it was the game that I just got the most out of this year. And so for that reason, I am still going to go with lies of P, but uh, obviously I totally respect your decision to go with Baldur's Gate three, the correct decision. Yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was a good time. Chad, here you are the tiebreaker again. What are we thinking, bud? What's the weirdest thing y'all can do with your tongues? I've always been able to roll it. I took I know a little this bit is, of time. This to is do. one of those like Kel Mitchell in Mystery Men kind of things where like you just have to trust me. I can make a clover with my tongue, but only if my lips are closed. <laughs> oh, I, be I believe. Okay, it. right up against the back of your teeth. I get it. Yep. Hey, I'm just delaying. Right I'm just delaying the the swing vote here, just because. I'm I'm just so genuinely conflicted. I. I know why Baldur's about, Gate yeah. 3 should win. Yeah, obviously. I know why my body, my mind, and my penis wants Lies of P to win. Mm-hmm. That P organ. <laughs> that my bit, my big old P organ. Hey, let me get... Hey, you can use an actual P organ in Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> and not the weird chair kind. There there are actual organs, like, like old churchy organs in Lies of P. There are pianos in Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, pianos and your organs. penis. And your penis. There's also an organ in Baldur's Gate. But anyways. There's also in my brain, I can't remember whether it was Alex or Adam earlier, like knocking Street Fighter 6. is like I can't put, I can't vote for a thing I didn't play. Which like that was makes me lean towards Liza P. But then at the same time, it's like, Baldur's Gate 3 is clearly like an achievement in video games. And it's like a mile marker for what a lot of different developers are going to be striving to replicate for the next five to 10 years. Whereas lies of P just took something somebody else did really, really well and maybe perfected it. So what is mm -hmm. it y'all? Is it Baldur's gate three or is it lies of P? I mean, me 
and the tons of outlets and the game awards themselves all agree on one answer and not the other, Chad. So, and and I think you just cemented it right there. Jeff's are Jeff's things are rigged, so we're gonna go lies of P. Oh my god, this is the is, this is that is such an awful take. <laughs> that is such a bad take to do that based on what Jeff Keighley did. No, honestly, honestly, I, I think this is the way that I was gonna lean anyway. I don't know. This it's is just so, so bad. <laughs> I have Adam, to stop doing Game of the Year with you guys. You guys always choose the wrong answer because you don't play the good games. Adam, every if it's year. any, if it's no, any it's consolation, not. it's not. It's any Whatever consolation. No, go ahead. In 2024, there's a not impossible chance that my Game of the Year for that year might be Baldur's Gate 3, if that really Oh, yeah. Hits. Another year where Adam said, hey, this is the best game. You guys don't play it next year. Oh, Adam was right. That game was the best game of the year. <laughs> Three unless, years running. Unless Let's Metroid Prime that. 4 finally releases next year. If, that, if Metroid Prime 4 is a no-show next year, then it will probably be Baldur's yeah. Gate 3. If oh, the inscription was good. I wish someone had told me. <laughs> Fucking all right, guys. You know what? Hold on. I want to say something right here, right now. <laughs> Go for it. Adam, the next time that you play one of those games in 2024 where you're like, yo, you need to get on this game right now before mm. everyone else, before it comes to consoles and gets <laughs> ported over two years from now. You need to play this right now. The next time that happens, I will immediately play that game. Okay. You didn't do it for Inscription. You didn't do it for Baldur's Gate. You didn't do well, it for Elden Ring, but you'll do it next Adam. time. You can't I'm just just, I've, I've said I'm I've saying said this right here and right now. Uh-huh. I'm saying this right here and right now. The next time that you say that, and you can you can say it multiple times next year. You have three, <laughs> three different answers. bites at okay. the apple. Three different okay. instances in which you can say, "Cozy, you need to play this game right now," and I will heed your advice. Okay, we'll see. Maybe we'll actually get a good game of the year then, whenever that happens. But all right, Lies of P wins. Respawn Nine Fires game also, of the year. Also, I did play Elden Ring the year it came out. So but did yeah, I. But you didn't finish it. Got you bored of shit. It. No, it's the best game of the year. Oh, by the way, so I didn't do it. Oh my god, I feel so bad. Oh yeah, we can go backwards. The twist I was going to do. We have to rank the top ten, not just the game of the year. We want to know based on our list what the top ten is. So I'm sorry, I completely forgot about that. Why we were doing that? So we go ahead and say number one on this top ten list: Liza P. It wins. Baldur's Gate three, number two, because it was runner up. Right? Understandable. You just put a one after him or whatever. You got to do check. Sure. Sorry, I completely forgot about that. Why we were doing it until right now. Um, so we're going to make that list in a second. What are you do? You're just putting crosses through all of them? Everything but Liza P. Yeah, but you got to put a one, you got to put the numbers next to them so we know what their list. Oh my God. Or I can just write the list out. Dios mio. Okay. I'll, I'll write the list out. So Liza right. right. P number one, Baldur's Gate number two. I would say, uh, I know we're jumping so to the So you have to look at the here. next matchup to determine what it would be, right? Would it, would it be... Annoying if I jump to the bottom two. Yes, because I would. I would. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say that the bottom two should be Armored Core six at ten and Street Fighter six at nine. Well, no, it would have to go in order are. of what got eliminated, right? So. Oh really? Yeah, that's how oh. it would go. Like my plan was, as we were eliminating them, we got through this round. What? Do we, how do we rank them in this round? Okay. Because obviously. Street Fighter Six wouldn't be number nine because so, it so got that to means the second that round. Because Zelda and Sea of Stars were the first two that we matched up, Zelda is now our Has least. Has to be in the bottom, the bottom four. Oh, it's the bottom, bottom four, four. Okay. total. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Liza P, BG3. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what was the next round after this? So it would be Liza P, Alan Wake 2, and then Sea of Stars. Yeah. So what right. goes three and what goes four for you guys? Alan Wake 2, 3, Sea of Stars 4. Yeah. I am also I'm agreeing with that. With that. All right. 
And then See? Diablo 4 and Street Fighter 6 are next. Um, yeah, Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4. Which one goes above that? Which is 5 and which is 6? That exact order. Diablo 4, 5. Street Fighter 6 at 6. Same, 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 same. Look at, all right. Look at how What's fast we're going. What's the next one? Uh, so yeah. these all got eliminated at the same time, these next four, right? Yep. Right. Zelda, Armored okay. Core, Spider-Man, and Final Fantasy 16 all got eliminated at the same time. So, Chad, uh, well, so my opinion is, this is Adam's opinion. Again, I didn't play Zelda, so it doesn't matter mm -hmm. to me. For me, next would be Spider-Man. But I'm in agreement. Chad, what do you think about, well, I mean, if he agrees with me, it doesn't matter. But, Chad, what would you say for Final Fantasy 16? Well, I'm just saying Spider-Man is next. Cozy agrees with me. Spider-Man is going number seven no matter what. So there goes Spider-Man 2 is number seven. What do we do for the next ones? The for next me, ones I didn't play and I don't give a shit. For me personally, like both Spider-Man 2 and 16 would go over Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You agree with that, Cozy? Because you played? Yeah. Okay. So we don't know where that means in the end, though. But we just do know that FF16 is above Zelda. Do we yep. put Armor Core 6 above Final Fantasy 16? Oh, uh, no. No, I would put Armored Core 6 at the bottom. Okay. FF 16, then Tears of the Kingdom, and then Armored Core 6, just because none of us played it, and we can't really speak on it, I assume. All right, so, the total list for Respawn Aim Fires, top 10 Game of the Years, goes as follows. Number one, Lies of P. Number two, Baldur's Gate 3. Number three, Alan Wake 2. Number four, Sea of Stars. Number five, Diablo 4. Number six, Street Fighter 6. Number seven, Spider-Man 2. Number eight, Final Fantasy 16. Number nine, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And number 10, Armored Core 6. That is our official list, everybody. 2023 goatees. They went from podies and now they're goatees. They got all dolled up. <laughs> from podie to goatee. The... <laughs> from podie to goatee. It's a great time. So I think we have time now. Everyone here is prepared. Because we're only an hour in. I think we can do this. Everyone has prepared our own personal top 10 games of the year. So I think we go in a circle and we go from 10 to 9. And we go up and we have our own personal list. These are, you can explain. I have an explanation for the way my list goes. You guys, it is what it is. Again, if you want to put an inscription on it again, Cozy, go for it. Because you did it last year and you did your own <laughs> personal top 10. So live your life. These are whatever we wanted to do for our own top 10s. Does anybody want to start at their number 10? I, TBH, I brought a top five with two honorable mentions. Okay, so we'll wait till number seven to get to chat. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. No problem. Cozy, what is your top, what is your number 10? Uh, I want to throw out my three honorable mentions real quick. Uh, <laughs> Go for it. In the third honorable mention spot, <sighs> as much as I hate to admit it, Sea of Stars, solid game overall, a lot of good to liken it. Uh, I do so there also are 12 give... games that you liked better than Sea of Stars this year. All right. I'm 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 just making a mental note. Just making a mental note. <laughs> and you want to you wanna take a, a wild guess? It's okay. Guess. If murder, unless Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog makes it above Sea of Stars, and then I'm flipping my whole desk over right now. <laughs> well, so it's, get ready. It's not, it's not Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, but do you want to take a wild guess what game Come I ranked jump above? <laughs> no. Adam, any guesses? Well, you ranked at what number? Your second honorable, honorable mention? mention to above Sea of Stars. Final Fantasy. Well, you didn't play Final Fantasy, so you would have ranked that. Um, Spider-Man 2? Alan Wake, one remastered. Okay. Remastered. I had a lot of fun with that game. Very Not cool, perfect, but wouldn't have guessed that. a lot of fun. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And honorable mention one, effectively the number 11 spot, uh, Dead Space Remake. Okay. Um, my number 10th spot, the first actual numbered legit one on this list, uh, I brought it up a little bit earlier in the podcast, Axiom Verge 2. Uh, a game that I played, <laughs> uh, you know, after beating Axiom Verge 1. Axiom Verge 2 has problems. It, it tried to, you know, be experimental and weird in terms of the way that uh, it doled out its boss battles, making it so that you could just bypass them entirely if you chose to. Uh, its writing was a little bit weak sauce, but overall, a very solid Metroidvania that I had a lot of fun with. Number 10. All right, very cool. Now, I will say, I had, again, I had a, like a 15 and I was trying to cut them down. I deleted those from my list. So there are games that were on our respawn aim fire list that were in my thing but that are not on my actual top 10 so heads up if it's if i don't say it doesn't mean it went on my list it just didn't make my top 10 number 10 i wanted to just put a multiplayer game that i played uh because i played a couple in the show that i really liked so i just wanted to pick one of the multiplayer games that i liked number 10 texas chainsaw massacre great time oh, okay dead by daylight ish game except for you're doing um in the texas chainsaw massacre uh world ton of fun i like it way more in dead by daylight um really enjoyed that game this year Played a couple weekends of it. Had a great time. So I was like, between that and the finals, I was going to do for my multiplayer games, but I landed on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that is my number 10. Cozy, your number nine. Uh, my number nine is uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Uh, this is a game that I had just completed uh, when we did the Podigotes episode. Um, on that episode, I said, hey, I'm having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, I thought it ended in a great place does reuse a lot of assets though from god of war ragnarok prime and so i feel a little bit weird of ranking it super duper high but i still think it'll probably like round out my list at like the number ninth or tenth spot and lo and behold it is my number nine game very cool number nine for me for adam hitman world of assassination a little bit of a cheat but not really so basically hitman three Kind of re they kind of relaunched all of Hitman into World Assassination. It's a bundle for one, two, and three. Also introduced the freelancer mode, which is the main thing I'm talking about, which is the roguelike mode that they put into Hitman. Fantastic. It's super good, super fun. Played it for hours and hours and hours. And I was like, you know what? If I can cheat and put Hitman on here again, I absolutely will. So Hitman World Assassination plus Freelancer mode uh is my number nine game of the year. Number eight, cozy. My number eight spot is the Legend of Zelda colon Breath of the Wild, Whoa. which I played for the first time to completion this year and which I enjoyed quite a bit. I thought it laid a very solid foundation for uh, a kind of new direction for the Legend of Zelda series that I didn't think was fully followed up on in the form of a game that may or not, may or not have released earlier this year, but that I thought by itself was very enjoyable and that I very much had a lot of fun with. Very cool. All right. Number eight. Hey, I have, for an eight. I have a number eight. Oh, you have an eight. I thought you only had a t- two. Well, there's some things, you know, you brought Go the finals. It, it was like, it's so weird that like I literally multiplayer games. I only ever think about putting in these things. So like you mentioned the finals and I was like, Oh, that makes me think I should put this other thing on there. Uh, this summer I kind of half played um, inscription with Matt. He played it for oh, the first here we time. Go. And mm-hmm. So I, uh, Inscription is my number eight. And then last week, 
I saw my niece playing it on her phone on the couch while we were all watching Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. Mm. And so I, I, you know, played it a little bit along with her via my eyes and my brain. Didn't tell her I was playing it, but uh, Inscription. I played it this year. Honorable mention, eight slot. Very cool. Is that on Netflix? Gaming, I'm assuming, why she had it on her phone, or she just bought it on I her phone? I don't know. She might. She just got a PC for Christmas, so maybe she was like, I don't know, remote playing her Steam. Yeah, something know. like that. All right, very cool. Number eight for Adam, though, Dredge. This was one of my favorite indie games of the year. It's actually the only indie game on my actual top ten. Again, I had more in the honorable mentions. Dredge is the uh, fishing. You have a, you're a boat, and you fish. But it's all about eldritch horrors, and like you stay out too late after night, and monsters come out of the sea. It's a great time, really fun game. The mechanic of, of fishing is really cool, and finding out the the story and what's going on. It's a delightful little horror game, which is an interesting way to say. Uh, but no, Dredge is super good. Everyone should check it out if you have not. Uh, number seven now, Cozy. We'll go ahead and start with you. We'll keep the rotation of Cozy, Chad, and Adam. Chad, you're going to be real happy with this entry. Oh, it is, of course, the one, the only, everyone's favorite Steam promotional game that Jesus was given Christ. away for free, <laughs> The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. What a fun, pleasant little game. I'm going to go back so and pleasant, retroactively so enjoyable. Baldur's Gate 3. Such great characterization of Sonic and all his friends. Just a great time. Great time. Again, I've got it installed. I'm ready to play it one of these days. Maybe I'll play it in 2024 and tell you how good it was, but it won't matter by then. You know, that kind of a thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right, Chad, what's your seven? Uh, Super Mario Wonder, which is, uh, I, after playing that game coming off of it, I was thinking like, man, this is my favorite 2D Mario since Super Mario World. And... I loved every second of it. I loved all the thing. I couldn't wait to go back and play all the stuff. I've cooled a little bit on. It. I don't think I. I don't think I've. I don't think less of it anymore. But I'm not as hot on it right now. Coming right off of it, so I'm like, I, I wanted to shout this out as like a really, really great game that I had a wonderful time with this year, but not necessarily top five. So, that's in my top five plus two honorable mentions. That's an honorable mention. All right, very cool. Number seven for Adam was. Can you guess it? Baldur's you Gate 2. No. Starfield. Oh. Starfield is my number seven. Starfield is a game that it's, at this point, you know, either you like Bethesda games or you don't. And I do like them. Had a great time with it. Again, I don't think it's perfect. I can see people's issues with it. But I was like, no, like, this is definitely one of the better games of the year. Again, it's, a, it's an enjoyable one for me. Um, I just like doing the story modes. There's a lot of good quests in there. The New Game Plus is fucking such a fun idea. That's super cool. Um, so like, yeah, I've got to no, be honest. I like Starfield. Put it in there. Yeah, I've got to be honest that I'm I am feeling relieved. Uh, you know, this whole year leading up to it, and then even the month after release of Starfield, I felt like someone who's on the wrong side of history. And like, I mm -hmm. felt like there was something wrong with me because I wasn't excited for this game and I didn't want to play this game. And then when I did play it, I didn't enjoy playing that game. But now I'm like. I'm relieved that we put the top 21 games of the year on with six different people and we didn't even put it on that list. And that, like, not everyone's clamoring and saying it's game of the year. It's like, okay, cool. Maybe there's nothing wrong with me. And I'm totally perfect well, the way Well, you that do I have am. to remember everyone in your text thread, <laughs> as well as me, likes that game and you don't. So you're the, you still are the yeah, one but, man out. But there was also, <laughs> there was also, like, when nominees for game of the year came out, I texted that whole thread. I was like, is no one upset by this? Like, what are you all thinking? And everyone's like, yeah, it wasn't really game in the no. air. I was like, oh. It is a super solid okay. 86. 
which is like awesome. I don't, every game doesn't need to be a 99 out of 100. You can have fun games that are in the eights, which I think is probably fine. That's why it's my number seven. That's why I didn't make my top five, but I wanted to mention it because it's cool. Number six now, Cozy, what is your number six? Chad, I, I hope that this will get me back in your good graces oh my because God. my number six no, you're done. is Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Uh, yeah, this, this is a game we didn't really talk about a whole lot in the Podigotes bracket, to be totally honest, which, yeah, it's weird, you know, oftentimes, you know, we have these weird instances where games come out are incredibly, like, critically beloved, uh, in the, like, initial few days following their release, and then they taper off, people pick them apart, people come at them with some unexpectedly hot, and critical takes i feel like last year like the game that comes to mind in that regard was bayonetta 3 where that game got incredible reviews and then it felt like by the time we got to uh the game awards everyone was like ah don't particularly love this game kind of feels like a similar thing happened with this game and i mean i kind of get it and also i understand that there are some issues with the kind of multiplayer experience of this title the local multiplayer experience which is something that i didn't get to experience at all um as a single player experience though this game was really novel i had a lot of fun with it i loved the way that it kind of in injected a little bit of the kind of like from software DNA into the Mario experience, making it so that you could play through levels communally with the ghosts of other players over the internet. I had a lot of fun with this game. All right. Uh, Chad, you're next. My next honorable mention is Lies of P, which was our, our game. Wait, hold year. on. Honorable mention or is this yeah, number six? I remember I've got, I've got a top five and two honorable mentions. Oh, right. Well, right. three now, if you add inscription to that. Um, so yeah, my, my number one honorable mention is Lies of P. Uh, I felt weird putting it on this list again, cause I didn't beat it, but you know, I'm just hungry for it. Hungry. I want to eat that P. All right. Very cool. Number six, right? Is that what we're doing? Number yep. six? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, number yeah. six for me was uh hi-fi rush. Like the game. I had fun with it. I know Chad didn't like it as much, but. You know, early this year was a cool surprise. I really like the uh, the gameplay and I like the story and the characters. Fun time. Again, not the top five, but I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely one of the better games that I enjoyed for the year. So Hi-Fi Rush, in it, my number six, just boop, scat, scatting and beetle dopping to the beat. Boop, scat, scatting. <laughs> scatting all over the place. Number five, we're now in our top fives. Cozy, you're first. Number five for me uh, was a game with a total of six characters in its name, and I was really hoping it had five because that would have made for a better introduction to it. Uh, it is Cocoon, uh, the itty-bitty, critty-crawly beetle game in which you are going inside and outside of worlds and doing all sorts of fun 25th dimensional puzzles. That was just a real wowzer of an experience. Good game. Very Mine cool. is Spider-Man sure. 2. Oh, all After, the way at number five. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, number five, Spider-Man 2, all the way to number five. Uh, I, again, really great time with it. Uh, two people playing, uh, or not two people playing, but like playing as two different characters. Spider-Man 1 just kind of perfected in a lot of different ways. Uh, had a, It was great. It was great. Number five. Very solid game. Very cool. Liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Number five for me was Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Had a great time, except besides, you know, that river where I got 10 frames a second. Everything, I didn't have those uh, issues that some people had, but overall, just like 
gameplay, platforming, and I really like the story and I like the characters and I just love a good Jedi game, you know? Like we don't get a lot of um great Star Wars games. We get cool ones once in a while, but like this is definitely in the upper echelon. So super down, had a ton of fun, hundred percent of it. Good time. Number five, Jedi Survivor. Number four. Number four is uh a game that who knows maybe in 2024 we will finally see the fourth entry in this franchise but for now we'll just have to settle with metroid prime remastered this game kind of sort of came out of nowhere we knew it was going to happen and data miners uh, later revealed that it basically had been sitting in nintendo's backlot for like several years uh but it kind of dropped out of nowhere and man what a good time this game was what a good ass time it was just go back and relive samus aaron's adventures in talon 4 good game very cool chat my number four is god of war ragnarok valhalla wow yep yep that free you. dlc okay yeah it just ties the whole series together uh in some really great story ways uh a great character development for kratos which is something that like we quote unquote saw coming from God of War three into 2018. Uh, but this actually like really delved deep into him and his psyche and, and it's great. It's fantastic. Ragnarok Valhalla, $0 Papa John's. All right, cool. Number four for me, Spider-Man two, uh, Chaz already talked about it a little bit, but again, love the, the locomotion, that game love flying around love. You can swing forever. And uh, like being able to play as Miles and Peter at the same time. Again, Peter looks like a fucking creep. Looks like a zombie, but that's fine. <laughs> no worries. Uh, but yeah, no. Spider-Man 2, number four for me. That brings us to number three. Top three, everybody. We're getting to the end. Number three, Cozy. Number three. Number three is a game with uh, a number that is one unit lesser than three. It's Spider-Man 2. Great game. Again, uh, talked about it a lot earlier, so I won't rehash a whole lot of points, but story, I think, really surprised me. Gameplay is a lot of fun. Good time overall. Three for me is Final Fantasy 16. Again, yeah, we've talked about it to death, uh, but fantastic game. Great. Nice. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> we have talked about it. I mean, we're <laughs> yeah, at the top now. So much, we've, yeah. Even though only one, we're one of my games we have actually talked about at all. Number three for me, Alan Wake 2. I was really like, is this one? Is this? Well, I'm just definitely not one. Is this two or three? Two or three? And I was like, you know what? Again, there's enough things about my number two. I was like, I think that goes over it. But again, I adored Alan Wake too. I loved, you know, the fact that they got to make that game at all is, is pretty crazy. So big fan of Alan Wake two, number three for me. Number two now for Cozy. Uh, my number two is a little game by the name of Diablo four. Didn't know you wow. liked it that much, Kelsey. That made it really high up on your list. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it, it did. So my mind is, is so completely burnt to a crisp. No, point. you're good. No, I'm just shocked, but that's that's shout out. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, Chad, what about yours? Uh, so my number two, I wrestled in the moment about two minutes ago with like switching where this was. But my number two is Alan Wake 2. And yeah, the, the the amazing creative and original things they did for video games this year, I think, was really cool. Uh, and even though I've now made the re revelation that 
I like the Remedy verse more than I like Alan Wake 2. I still think this is um, one of, I think this is the second favorite thing that I played this year. Hence, Very number cool. two. If your number one isn't Lies of P, we're going to have issues because you put the other games. You I already know. told you Lies of P is my first honorable mention. So it technically is number one of something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Change that bracket. No, we're good. <laughs> my number two is a game we have not been able to talk about at all. Between last, well, a little bit last time, uh, 2077 Phantom Liberty is my number two game of the year. Holy shit. Fucking great. Completely changed the game around. It's It was always fucking gorgeous and always fun to play, and they just made it more gorgeous and more fun to play. And they're also like, here's a really cool fucking spy story. Um, it just, it really goes places and does some really, really cool shit. And Cyberpunk, just that world is cool as shit. It's like... Fucking, it's the only world where you can hack someone till their eyes explode and then cut them with a fucking katana. Like, this shit is, it's just cool as fuck. Um, and it, it's a wonderful game and gorgeous and great. Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty is my number two game of the year. So now, we're all on our number ones, everybody. Ooh, what was everyone's number one? As you guys know, you know, over the course of 2023, I've tried to play more games that you know, uh, release over the course of the year than like I have in previous years. I tried to, you know, really, you know, go out of my way to push myself out of my comfort zone, try things that I wasn't initially expecting to really grasp onto. And in some cases, some of those games really just, you know, completely threw me for a loop in terms of how much I just came to love them. And it's for that reason that I'm proud to announce that my favorite game 2023 is, of course, Crime Boss Rock A City. No, it's Lies of P. <laughs> I forgot that game came out. Lies of P. All right, there we go. Makes sense why you voted for it. Um, Chad. CO Stars. I just can't shut up about it. It's great. <laughs> Yo. Fucking love that, that game. Funny. I fucking I I do. I mean, if you don't like if you don't like JRPGs, you're not gonna like this game. But if you are a fan of JRPGs, and you can get to the twist and the turning point of the game, and then you can beat the game and do all the the optional shit and beat it again, I think it is just like it is an incredibly well crafted experience with some really cool stuff. Uh, and then if you can even get all the flexible hammers. Uh, and find the final last Easter egg. I think that's also just like a, a really cool way and, and cool thing the devs did there uh, as well. So it's it's just a, can't stop thinking about it. Always thinking about it. Have you started day. the messenger yet? No, but I will probably in 2024. It's going to, I, I think a topic that I want to bring up in like the beginning ish of next month is like, what is your, what is your gaming debt? that you have to carry over to 2024. Mm -hmm. What are the things you're going to... Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 is on that list for me, too, and Messenger, I think, is going to be part of that, but... Yeah. Interesting. Uh, number one for me, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, we've already talked about it. Uh, very disappointing that some podcast didn't choose it and chose, like, games about Pinocchio over it. It is what it is. It's fine. But no, it was well, really that cool. that was the best this... podcast ever on the planet. I heard it wasn't until uh, their Game of the Year episode came out that it was garbage. <laughs> no, it was it was really just fun seeing, again, Adam's always been into this game, early access and all that. And it was just wild to see a thing that I was interested in just, like, take over and, like, be a lot of people's, like, favorite game. I was just like, oh, fuck, like, 
Don't you love when you just call your shot and then it's like, oh yeah, I was right. I was, I was, I was there before. It was cool to put cream cheese on bagels <laughs> or whatever people are into. So it was just awesome to see that game that I was super into become like a, a phenomenon. So it was just fun and wonderful game. Love it. Uh, and that is that's it, everyone. That is our personal top tens. That's our Pody Goaties became Goaties for Raf. Responding Fire has their top ten which we talked about, and then also our Barf Top 10 uh, for games of the year that we played for that. We've done everything. I already forgot. What won the Barf one? Uh, Venba. Venba. Venbarf. Venba won the Barf one. Very cool. Uh, is there anything Venbarf else? Barf there, and then there's Eliza P <laughs> for Game of the Year. Like, there you go. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we head out for the year? Oh, my God. You guys won't see us until next year. Oh, Whoa, that joke about, oh, no. it's a year. Well, you have to write it at the top of your loose-leaf notebook paper. <laughs> Did you guys know... That Vanilla Ice was in Crime Boss Rock Cave City. Yes, there's a lot amazing. of amazing. There's a lot of people in that game where they laundered money through it by having all those actors pop up for a day. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, getting more on track. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was you know I think a great year of content. Uh, it was really fun to you know get the ball rolling on a lot of those uh, Patreon exclusive game shows which uh, if you are not subscribed to our Patreon and getting those game shows every month definitely do so because not only do we have uh more in the vault waiting to be released in 2024 but I am only going to be continuing to up my game when it comes to putting on one hell of a show. And I think that you should be very excited for uh, what we have next, as well as uh, other fun raft surprises that will be uh, potentially presented to you in the new year. Yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a freaking fantastic year for games. And then as Alex said, like, I think we've we've leveled up a little bit ourselves, our podcast. And I think our mm. audience is like we see on YouTube, we are like growing in viewership there more than what we have in the previous years. There are some really fucking cool things that Cozy's doing. I think there are some other cool things that neither of you know about that are coming next year as well. Ooh. And Chad's uh, having a baby. I'm having a baby and I'm going to do it live on Twitch. I'm going to deliver it out of my mangina, which we all know is where you just tuck your wiener between your it's legs. And walk yeah. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, just just a really freaking great year. Thanks, Robbie Bobby Miller, for coming in the in the chat today and and talking about Minecraft Legends. Otherwise, I think it would not have been brought up on this podcast at all the entire year. So I'm glad you did it. All right, very cool. All right, see you guys in the new year. Thanks for being here uh, for another great year, and uh, see you next time. That's how cozy does it, you know. Wake, Alan.